0: The property pod. 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 pod pod welcome to the property pod with MoneyWeb. the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property
1: industry welcome to the latest edition of the property pod with september being tourism month in south africa we are chatting to movers and shakers in the tourism and hospitality industry In this episode, I'm speaking to David Green, CEO of the V&A Waterfront, South Africa's leading tourist attraction and a major property node at the heart of Cape Town. The V&A is jointly owned by GrowthPoint and the Public Investment Corporation, and David has been CEO for several years. David, welcome to The Property Pod. Thanks, Sharon. The V&A, like most South African and international tourist attractions, has taken a bit of a knock from COVID-19. Lockdowns, travel restrictions, and that sort of thing. A fair amount of your visitors are international visitors. David, how is the V&A waterfront planning for a post-COVID recovery? We all know about the the COVID hassles that tourism in general is facing, but I would think you especially with the vaccine rollout and more optimism in the industry going forward. The VNA is planning for a strong recovery, hopefully, post-COVID.
0: I mean, I think COVID for us overnight stopped the international tourism. But in addition to that, all types of events, business travel, and you know, a big part of the people who come to the waterfront are office workers. So almost overnight, these people stopped coming and, and, and these sources of income disappeared. But I think right from early on, we were and remain confident in the fundamentals of Cape Town, South Africa, and the VA as an extraordinary tourist destination and hub for events. So we, we've got full confidence that it will return when people feel safe to come back. So, what we've done is we've done everything we can to protect the businesses, shops, restaurants, and attractions. You might say the infrastructure, so that when the market does come back, we can recover quickly. We also remain a firm favourite with, with Cape Tonians and visitors from up country. And we've kind of used the COVID lockdown period to um, continue our investment within the infrastructure. But in looking at specifics, we've taken advantage of. Getting the former Edgar store back. We're built doubling the size of the, the Zara flagship store. We're looking at about five new restaurant offerings coming in. Um, just prior to COVID, we were completing the third phase of the cruise terminal in opening a new um, food incubator or food specialist area called Maker's Landing. And we've we've continued with that. And that, that is open, it's provided about 150 jobs. And as, as part of the relief to try and you know, keep the businesses going where we could, we've, we've given in excess of 300 million rent relief. And that the result of that is that we've managed to hold our retail at about 3 percent vacancy and our commercial office about 4 percent. So quite good figures below the national average. And yeah, we are confident. I think we're looking forward to some uplift. I think a strong um, season for domestic tourists in the kind of December area and um, into the kind of February, March, April, uh, which would be our kind of prime international tourism. I think if we get it right in terms of vaccination and people feeling safe, there is a huge pent-up demand. We're already seeing Americans, Germans. Our biggest market is Britain, and it's got the most kind of stringent restrictions, which make it almost impossible for Brits to come. But I think with a favorable wind we will that that will change in the coming months, and that will mean we'll start to see quite a you know decent recovery in 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 the early uh, period of, of next year.
1: Well, Cape Town has a, a strong, and the VNA has a very strong a pull factor for both local but uh, many many international tourists. So it's good to hear. I'm sure you're crossing fingers with the, the likes of Satsa pushing for opening up of, um, or rather South Africa being removed from the UK's red list. David, in the current context, obviously there has been a little recovery already because the economy has opened up locally. There has been stopped starts with various lockdowns, but... Um, where are visitors' uh, number sitting at the moment? I understand the VNA was getting around 26 million tourists a year before COVID hit. Sort of
0: pre-COVID norm would be 26 million visits per year. But close to 30% of that would be international visits. And they really probably, you know, only one or two percent of that has recovered and I think if you lay on top of that, the, the fact that we don't have any of the commercial office workers, I think people are cautious, although we've gone to great efforts to, to make the place as safe as possible, first to get the World Travel and Tourism International Safety standard. We're still you know down, so we're probably running at about 40% below our normal footfall pre-COVID.
1: Looking to the future again, David. Recently, the city of Cape Town announced uh, it had approved plans for three point nine billion rand expansion of the waterfront in what's referred to as the Canal District. Over the years, there has been significant investment in the VNA, but this new announcement seems to be also planning for the future. It's it's, it's the big news out of of the VNA. And clearly, you are planning for the post-COVID future. Do you have some insight on on what this project entails, and what can we expect? And maybe when we'll see construction cranes up.
0: Specifically, that that announcement related to the revised precinct plan for the Canal District. So, our since the new. Ownership—it's uh, not new ownership anymore. Back in uh, 20, 2012, when the PIC and Growth Point took over, really the investment in the waterfront has turbocharged, and, and we've been investing probably in excess of 800 million a year. And we've we've focused that on on what we call connecting to the city. So we we um, we remaster planned the Silo District, anchored by the Zeitzmacher Museum, um, Alan Gray, Price Waterhouse, um, the Radisson Red Hotel. And then we moved on to what we call the Canal District, which is basically from that Silo District to the the Conference Centre. So what this announcement was the the kind of um, revised precinct plan, which consists of about hundred thousand square meters of bulk. Of that, we've still got about thirty-five thousand square meters to go. We will be reopening the. We're moving the gas station, the the Caltex gas station. But the first um, new development, uh, which is in the ground just now, is the 7,500 square metre head office for Investec. So Investec splitting with 91. 91 will remain in their existing building and then Investec will, will move towards us. Now, beyond that, within that district, we see scope for additional densification. We see scope at some point for some residential accommodation an additional school, we're looking at putting in there in, in addition to the um, theatre school, which exists, and, and potentially some sort of supporting retail. But the plan is a sort of medium-term plan, and the announcement really encapsulated the entire new development within that precinct.
1: So the $3.9 billion includes investment that's already gone in? It does. David, you mentioned some of the big names. You talk about Investec. You've got a Deloitte in a stunning new green building there. You have PwC that moved in a couple of years ago. Clearly, you know, despite office workers working, uh, a lot of them working from home, the the v is still a huge attractive force for for corporates and that sort of thing. Maybe you want to talk about uh, about that and and what around the mixed usage and how important that component is. Because if, uh, if Investec are still building their the offices there, then clearly it's a long-term investment and it will bolster uh, the area.
0: I mean, I think over the last four to five years, we've put a, quite a strong emphasis on commercial office and in fact we've attracted three of the four big accounting firms so we've got EY, PwC and Deloitte, got some major legal firms but where we're seeing even in this environment we're seeing interest from companies working in the financial sector, wealth management related sector so people, corporates are seeing the attraction of the waterfront as a a location for their staff And, and this is about the kind of smart city concept that you sort of having live, work, play, having cultural institutions, having food. So it's, it's about a, a sort of shared value, shared vision for what their employees want. So we've seen quite a bit of strong interest in that. Almost to my surprise, during this COVID period, we've, we've landed three, four major tenants um, and the, the demand for space is high. Clearly, you know, in what form commercial office comes back, um, how much of it will be flexible space? Uh, we were quite early on to the kind of co-working trend with co-founding Workshop 17. But there are five co-working spaces within the waterfront environment. And I, and I see this sort of mix of corporate office headquarters with a portion of flexible co-working. So we, we've, we've gone for that. I think um, the other area, that we've looked at is, is accommodation linked to that? And, you know, people are talking about um, sort of digital nomad. Cape Town is is a very attractive place, and already we're seeing quite a bit of demand, uh, both from people within South Africa and and internationally. This idea that they can, you know, they can work remotely in incredible environment, really good low cost living but 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 incredible sort of lifestyle offering. So I think we'll see ourselves orientating towards providing both the accommodation for that and the working spaces for people.
1: Thank you, David. Just as a parting shot, we're almost out of time, but you've talked about this uh, expansion of the Canal District and you've talked about other innovations. Obviously, cruise tourism will come back at some stage as well. So you mentioned your investment in the cruise terminal, but are there any other new developments either approved or in the drawing board that you'd like to highlight either in terms of new attractions, tenants and other innovations that we can look forward to at the VNA?
0: Yeah, I think at a sort of more localized level, we have managed to attract some new retail tenants. So there's quite a lot of refurbishment going on. But as I say, both in terms of international brands and local fashion brands and this trend towards the online um, operators like Yuppie Chef, Faithful to Nature, coming and having a physical presence, the waterfront is trying to position itself to be attractive for them. But at a kind of macro level, I guess, you know, once we complete the connection to the city, what we're working on in terms of visioning and master planning is, is the Granger Bay area. So that's the area where um, the Orange Market is and the Grand Beach is an extraordinary piece of real estate. Um, we're looking at visioning and master planning. We'll incorporate the market and the Grand Beach. But in terms of opportunity for leisure, for hotel, and, and then also for playing into the the growing market of the ocean economy. The ocean economy is, is talked about. That goes from kind of boat building through to, let's say, um, stand-up paddling board, providing uh, kind of, you know, workshop, retail outlet facilities for, for that sector. But I, I think Granger Bay is, is probably the kind of jewel in the crown going forward. We're at, the, as you say, the planning and visioning space. It's a very exciting way. What we are, Our vision is that we will connect the centre of the city through the canal district, right through the waterfront and through this Granger Bay district onto Millie Point, Green Point, Seapoint. And what an incredible experience for Cape Town to be able to walk um, almost waterfront from the centre of the city right the way through to that that incredible Sea Point uh, promenade.
1: Well, I'm sincerely looking forward to visiting the VNA uh, again, but uh, and looking forward to the future plans there. David, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, around That was David Green, CEO of the VNA Waterfront in Cape Town.
0: Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. Brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other
1: business stories. The Property Pod Pod Pod.